0: guys, it's JLP, the host of Mastering Single Podcast, and I'm so excited to be with you tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in to our new series titled Prize Mentality. For those of you who joined us on last week's episode, you know we discussed the story of Rebecca and Isaac, and we learned so many great insights in regards to their love stories that we ourselves as singles can apply to our life and make sure that we position ourselves to be connected to our future spouse. I greatly believe that, yes, indeed, God is in control But at the same time, God has given us knowledge. God has given us wisdom and practical tools to position ourselves to um, step out in faith and to really receive certain blessings that he has for us. And I believe in this season, God is ready to build up kingdom couples. You know, God is ready to build up kingdom marriages because, you know, I believe that many of the prophecies that God is wanting to um, fulfill in this time For the body of Christ and also to advance his kingdom is going to consist of you know kingdom couples um, really putting themselves together right Um, to do the greater works that God himself you know Jesus um, prophesied you know I believe strongly that in this time two are better than one and um, the harvest you know is ripe and I believe that is the reason why God and his sovereignty and his faithfulness he is indeed um, you know, bringing us together to our future spouse, but at the same time, he is wanting for you to partner with him in faith and to really put yourself in position um, the way that we see that these young women from the Bible were able to put themselves in position to be found by their future spouse, their suitable partner. Um, without further ado, I just want to go ahead and quickly recap um, certain key things that we learned from last week's episode. One of which is that um, we see that through the story of Rebecca and Isaac, Rebecca had favor, okay? And we realize that though God indeed freely gives us favor if we ask for it, there are ways for favor to attract you, right? And one of the ways for favor to attract you is by you being obedient. Rebecca was obedient. From the very beginning she was obedient and listening to the servant of abraham you know drawing water for him and as well as for his camels you know she was very kind-hearted as well and so we see kindness also attract favor and we see here too that she was you know she was very active and engaged right so she um was able to not stay in the house right or not stay stagnant? but she was on the move she was on the go and we noticed that when you are engaged right when you are doing um you know the daily routines and you're just doing with the cheerful heart that you know that also attracts favor and that also attracts opportunity to you okay you know some of us we think that you know we have to do something so spectacular to receive a a blessing or to receive an opportunity but the the most of the time you know the only thing that we need to go ahead and do is to be obedient to be available and we see in the case of rebecca man she was obedient and she was available and she was doing the daily routine that she had with a cheerful heart now on tonight's episode we're going to be talking about a story that i'm telling you even if you're not a christian you've heard it before and that is the story of Ruth and Boaz now this story y'all to be honest I've heard a lot of versions of this story Um, it's a story in fact many relationship uh, experts especially Christian relationship experts love to talk about to encourage singles and to encourage people to prep for marriage Um, a lot of people they definitely um, talk about um, what it is you know what does it mean to be the pursuer um, when it comes to men and um, a lot of ladies um, talk about being in purpose and making sure that you know you're busy about your purpose and that when you're busy about your purpose that God is faithful to connect you to your future spouse which which are all true right but there's so many things too that a lot of people miss um, when it comes to the story of Ruth and Boaz. And there are some misconceptions about um, the story of Ruth and Boaz. And throughout this episode, I just want to go ahead and um, share some of these misconceptions with you. Uh, that way, you don't you don't feel like you're in the dark. You don't feel like. Uh, you know, you have to, if you're a woman, right, you have to just stay still until, you know, God just, you know, um, allow your future spouse to knock on your door um, and that you don't have to do anything. Or uh, perhaps you just, all you need to do is do ministry and then one day or another, you know, the, the guy that the Lord has for you, the husband that the Lord has for you will show up but through the story of um, Ruth and Boaz I'm going to show you as we read along the story right I'm going to show you how indeed Ruth she embraced the t- she embraced the role of a positioner all right so last week we ahead and, and we went ahead and introduced to you all pursuers and positioners we explained that the men are the pursuers we are all used to this right ladies you know that um the men are the one that that is to approach you or to pursue you and whatnot um but i don't really hear many people explain to women that they are the positioners i've listened to women say you know yes women should be in position um but they don't necessarily really allow them to embrace the role as being a positioner and um from these stories right i just realized that women have actually so many strategies um, to really connect themselves to their future spouse. As a matter of fact, I believe that um, the role of a positioner um, is is even more than the role of a pursuer pursuer in a sense. I feel like sometimes women feel like they're powerless when it comes to this domain. They feel like they always have to wait, wait, wait on the men. But when we read these stories, especially tonight when we're going to be reading the story of Ruth and Boaz, you are going to see from beginning to end how Ruth indeed had that strategy all along to be found by Boaz. Um, In order for Boaz to take notice in Ruth, we're gonna see from the beginning how Ruth was obedient to Naomi, and she also stepped out in faith, all right? And she placed herself in a great position um, to really um, find favor from Boaz. Many people go ahead and say, well, um, Ruth was able to um, connect with Boaz because Boaz found favor in her, but that is not completely true. Yes, Ruth found favor from Boaz, but Ruth from the beginning, um, she had that strategy all planned out to make sure that Boaz will take notice in her. So we're going to go ahead. First up, we're going to go ahead and read um, Ruth chapter 1, and we're going to be reading verse 3 to 8. Then we're going to talk a little bit about it, and then we're going to go ahead and read Ruth chapter 2 and chapter 3. So let's go ahead and do that. So Ruth chapter 1 verse 3 says this. It says, Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth, after they had lived there about 10 years. Both Malone and Killian also died, and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. Verse 6, when Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness. Now, if you're reading along with me, I want you to pay close attention to verse 8, especially that second part where Naomi said, may the Lord show you kindness. We're going to go back. And um, explain to you why it's important for you to highlight that particular uh, verse. In continuation, it says here, As you have shown kindness to your dead husband, this is Naomi talking, and to me, may the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. At this they wept aloud again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. That is so important right there, that word clung. Let's go ahead and continue to verse 15. Verse 15, look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods go back with her but Ruth replied don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you where you go I'll go and where you stay I'll stay your people will be my people and your God my God where you die I will die and there I will be buried may the Lord deal with me be ever so severely if even death separates you and me when Naomi realized that Ruth was determined Um, I just want you guys to pay attention to that term, determined. When Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her, meaning Naomi stopped urging Ruth, alright, and um, that is verse 18. So we read Ruth chapter 1 verse 3 to 18, and I just want to go ahead and um, take some time to really just um, help us to grasp what we just read. Now, it's very important for you all to understand that both Orpah and Naomi really love, excuse me, both both Orpah and Ruth really love their um, mother-in-law, Naomi, okay? So, uh, long story short, Naomi um, ends up losing her husband and shortly after that, she ends up losing her sons who married um, Orpah and um, Ruth. Um, But however, Naomi realized that these young women were fairly young they were able to remarry and start a brand new life you know with a new husband but she herself Naomi she knows that she is old and um, you know it's not really that much in her favor for her to start over again um, but she explained even if she went ahead and had hope to start over again it's best that these young women um, would leave you know and just start their brand new life because you know even if she were to get married and were to have sons, um, Naomi, excuse me, Ruth and um, Orpah would be um, too old while these young men would, um, it would take them a while to kind of catch up to a mature age to be able to become their husband. And so in Naomi's mind, that was just simply not right. She didn't want to um, allow her um, daughters to wait, you know, um, in vain for something that is, it just won't be right. It's just, it doesn't seem wise. And so she encouraged them to leave. Though both women love Naomi, right, Orpah and Ruth love their mother-in-law, we realized that Orpah, she went ahead um, and she didn't persist, you know, she went ahead and went back um, to her home country, but Ruth, she was determined as the Bible describes, and she did not want to leave Naomi. She recognized that even though her husband has died, but Naomi. Is still a part of her husband in a way you know Naomi um, is the mother of her late husband and so she would love to just remain connected to uh, Naomi you know she knows that as long as she connects to Naomi that you know her life would be good it, it, it doesn't make sense um, that she should start her life over without this blessing that God has given her in Naomi right Um, And I I feel that that was very wise um, of Ruth to have that type of mentality, have that type of mindset, knowing that um, even though her husband is no more, but she still has Naomi and she still has a mentor to learn from, to gain wisdom from, and that, you know, as long as she has Naomi, at least she has a friend in her, she has a mentor in her. And because of that, Naomi didn't go ahead and persist to keep telling Ruth you know go back to your homeland go back and start over Naomi was like you know what I'm not gonna force Ruth to leave because I see that she is a determined woman and she just want to come with me I'm gonna let her come with me from this point on we can see that Ruth is faithful to um, Naomi Although her husband is no longer alive, she is faithful to Naomi. And um, one of the verses that I want for you all to uh, go ahead quickly to turn to your Bible pages is Proverbs 28, verse 20. In Proverbs 28, verse 20, I'm reading it from my Bible here, the NIV version. It says, A faithful person will be richly blessed. I'm going to go ahead and say this again. A faithful person will be richly blessed. All right. And so ruth again was faithful to naomi and i'm telling you if ruth did not make that decision because that's what it was she made a decision to follow naomi she would have never been able to meet boaz who later becomes her future husband and so one of the things that we see here that attracts favor not only obedience not only kindness but faithfulness when you learn to be faithful when you learn to be consistent in the way that you treat others, when you learn to be consistent in what you do, that will allow you again to be richly blessed, as the Bible puts it in Proverbs twenty-eight, verse twenty. From that being said, we're gonna go ahead and continue to really learn from the story of Ruth by reading chapters um, two and three. Um, don't mind. Uh, I hope that you don't mind me reading, but it's very important for you all to really read um the passage along with me to just have a better grasp of what indeed we're learning about and how Ruth had this prize mentality. And this will also help us to really, you know, um see the misconceptions that many people um get from the story of Ruth. And Boaz. Many people feel like Boaz was the knight in shining armor, uh, the the prince charming, right, um, who just came into Ruth's life and um, just, you know, uh, presented himself to Ruth. But we see that many of the things that went down in the story of Ruth and Boaz, it was Ruth having this prize mentality. Um, it was Ruth just knowing um, how to follow instructions, that's important, um, that Naomi was giving her. And it was just her just being willing, willing to serve just like, you know, Rebecca, willing to serve, willing to be kind and willing to, uh, see any, any, any state, right? Like when I say any state, I meaning seeing, seeing the season that she was in yet she lost her husband, right? But she was still holding on to hope. And so even though she was entering a new season without a husband, meaning she was entering a season where she is a widow, she was still hopeful. Okay. She didn't just, Uh, let go of her joy and she didn't just let go of her faith you know she knew that um things would eventually get better as long as she was surrounded by good people like Naomi and as long as she was listening to her wise counsel things would indeed get better for her let's go ahead and read um Ruth chapter 2 and as we read I'm gonna go ahead and pause um especially when it comes to the verses that I want for you all to pay attention to so let's go ahead and and read chapter 2 um the title of chapter 2 um from the NIV it says Ruth meets Boaz in the grain field okay and I love the way that it puts it for us right there it says Ruth meets Boaz in the grain field you know it doesn't even say Boaz meets Ruth in the grain field it says Ruth meets Boaz in the grain field okay I just wanted to go ahead and get that to six. Uh, so Ruth chapter two. Let's go ahead. Uh, let's start in verse one. It says, It says, "Now Naomi had a relative." Okay, and let me just pause right here. Um, if you were listening to uh, last week's episode, um, we explained to you that. <sighs> We were explaining to you that you know um, God is able to connect you with your future spouse um, and uh, you know in many ways you know the way that God is able to connect you with your future spouse might not have been the way that you imagine okay so we've seen um, even through the story of Rebecca and Isaac that you know Abraham was a matchmaker um, when it came to Rebecca and Isaac's love story right and we then see again not only abraham but now abraham's servant um really leaving um to go to abraham's hometown to choose a wife for his master's son okay and that is just so important uh for me to again um bring it to your attention because here in verse one it says here now naomi had a relative all right and um this relative indeed is is Boaz, um, the man who's going to potentially be Ruth's husband. Let's continue. All right, now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. Here, here it goes right there. Um, verse 2 And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Now, many people, let me tell you, a lot of these relationship experts, all right, these wonderful Christian relationship experts, when they see this passage, sometimes they forget um, that Ruth, all right, was the one that initiates um, the meeting um, to meet Boaz. Though, though um, Ruth didn't necessarily know Boaz at the time, um, but here we see that ruth is engaged meaning like she's engaging with the season that she's in she's not remaining stagnant you know she's not remaining still she's not just letting the idea or the fact that her husband just died for her to like stay in misery you know um and just welcoming negative negativity right or how how we say it these days you know negative vibes right into her midst. she's the one that even goes ahead and says to naomi all right she says She says, let me go to the field and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone whose eyes I find favor. Okay, that's very interesting to me, all right? And um, the passage continues and says, Naomi said to her, go ahead, my daughter, all right? So she went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Emelik. The Bible is so... Uh, specific. Oh, As it turns out, it belongs to um, Boaz, who was from the clan of Emily. Alright? So, even though Ruth may not have any idea she was going to meet Boaz at the time, um, but her willingness to just be on the go, um, and also be on the go to do something productive, brought her into the presence of the very relative that um, you know Naomi knows right the very relative that um, was the relative of Naomi's late husband and the Bible was just so sure to just let us know that detail which I find very fascinating now on continuation to verse 4 it says just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters the Lord be with you the Lord bless you they answered verse 5 Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters Who does that young woman belong to? Pause, y'all. Now, for those of you guys, perhaps who do not know the story of uh, Boaz and Ruth, and for some of you who even know this story and have heard it plenty of times, there's something here that I feel like has been hidden that many um, Christian women uh, Christian relationship experts have missed out, and I and I'm gonna go there because I don't want for you all um, to have this false hope um, to think that you know if you just go ahead and uh, you know look at yourself as being the prize, meaning you know you just stay still here and uh, Prince Charming's just gonna come and. Um, you know uh, marry you and stuff like that no, no 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 I want for you guys to understand even here right many people missed this. so many people will tell you well Boaz found faith well Ruth found favor um, from Boaz what well, she indeed did okay but Boaz we need to remember he was the owner of this grain field okay um the very fact that Boaz even took notice in Ruth um, especially during this time right it's because she's the new girl he's never seen this woman before this woman before the field belongs to him he knows his workers he knows the harvesters he's familiar with them he's familiar with the men harvesters he's familiar with the women harvesters so wouldn't you think that it would be normal for someone to be like oh who's this person especially if they never recognize them but many people feel like, you know, that is just Boaz showing, uh, you know, showing favor to Ruth. I just wanted to uh, make, that <laughs> make that statement because this is such a misconception that I hear a lot of people, um, you know, um, just emphasize when clearly they miss the fact that Boaz, he owned this field and Ruth was new in town. He never recognized Ruth, so he was asking them all these questions. And you're going to find out as we continue why it's important for you to have integrity. Why it's important for you to treat everyone with respect. Why it's important for you to uh, be kind, you know, be generous. and um, Just to be, yeah, to be kind, be generous, to be respectful towards people. um, Even those that you know, and even those that you do not know, okay? So let's go ahead. We're up to verse 6 here. It says in verse 6, The overseer replied, She is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. All right, guys, let's pause here, okay? Um, We just read verse uh, 6 and 7. I'm going to go ahead and read verse 7 again. Just so that you guys can see the correlation between this verse, and also when it came to uh, the story of Rebecca, all right, and Isaac, and we're gonna explain why, we're gonna um, show you and highlight you, highlight to you this um, connection. Verse seven. She said, "Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters." She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter right here we see here that Ruth goes the extra mile okay she doesn't just do what everyone is doing like she doesn't just work and then take like two breaks in between like take a 15 minute break you know when you work a nine to five you may have two 15 minute break no she works continuously and she only took a short break as the bible puts puts it and that was it Um, the reason why I wanted for you guys to see the correlation between this and as well as Rebecca is that we saw that when Rebecca went out to draw water, right? And when she, um, was stopped by the servant, she did not only give the servant water, but she also offered to give his camels water. So that is going the extra mile. And we see here that when we do in fact go the extra mile, meaning again, it's not that we're saying we're going to do, um too much it's, it's not that we're saying that we're gonna do certain things that is out of our uh, out, of, out of our um, financial um, me- financial needs right it's not saying that you need to spend more money it's not saying that you need to have more degrees more skills but it's just saying for you to just go the extra mile meaning uh, for you to work a little bit harder right or, 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 or give more of your time give more of your resources um, that you would have probably haven't done prior or it means to just be more willing to be open and available be willing to serve be willing to give you know don't be tired of giving but be but freely give from a joyful heart Freely do what it is that someone missed to do you know if you noted that someone didn't do something you're there to go ahead and continue to do it for example let me give you guys a quick example let's say you was you were exiting a building right and someone was right behind you and you, you end up, you know, um, keeping the door open for that individual, right? Because you notice that that individual, their hands were full. Their hands were full with luggage or baggage, whatever the case may be. You were willing to still stay there and leave the door open because, you know, if you did not leave the door open, it would be a struggle for them to open the door themselves. That's what it means, you know, to go the extra mile and we see here ruth did that she went above and beyond when it came to how she was working in that field and that grabbed many people's attention even the harvesters that were used to um working in boaz field you know that that caught their attention and even that um made them too you know impressed with ruth right and that is the reason that they're even sharing um this story with boaz they want boaz to know how uh Hard working woman, she is like what a hard working woman she is, you know, and so forth. All right, so when we do it, when we go ahead and go the extra mile, um, we don't even need to praise ourselves, we don't even need to talk about ourselves. But as we recognize in this verse, people will speak on our behalf, and I believe many people. are going to be connected to their future spouse it's not that you yourself are going to be doing the talking but is that sometimes God is able to allow people you may have never met before in your life but they're they're observing you um from afar and they're speaking good things about you because they see your action they see your integrity they see your character and this is where too we see um it's not just beauty that attracts favor it's not just beauty that attracts someone to another but it's also the heart you know it's also your again character and it's all it's also your no nobility and we see here that later on we're gonna find out that Ruth is a noble woman as the bible is going to um describe her all right so let's continue to verse um eight verse eight says So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here, all right, with the women who work for me. All right, you see where I, <laughs> what I was saying here? He said, stay here with the women who work for me. All right, so basically here we're noticing that Boaz didn't recognize Ruth because she was not um, part of the group of women that he's familiar with that works in the field, Okay and that is why he's even encouraging her to um work with these women now now that he has heard good report about her from the harvesters he's even moved to favor her to make sure that she continues on working and she doesn't feel like you know a foreigner she doesn't feel like a stranger all right okay and now verse nine says watch the field where the men are harvest harvesting and follow along after the women i have told the men not to lay a hand on you And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water, from the water jars the men have filled. Verse 10. At this time, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Okay, let's pause for a second. Now Ruth is asking Boaz, what has she done? Now, you know, Boaz is favoring her. And I pause for a second to really show you how, indeed, You know it's not just about um, the outside appearance here Um, it's not just about um, your background here and when we go later on to talk and discuss the story of Esther and Prince excuse me not Prince but King Exorcist we're gonna notice how again you know the outer appearance does play a role Um, but here specifically in the story of Ruth when it comes to character and demeanor and integrity that plays a bigger role. And we see here, that's what indeed, you know, moved Boaz to give her favor. Let's go ahead and hear what Boaz had to say to Ruth when she asked that question. Verse 11, Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law. Y'all hear that? All right. Since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with the people you did not know before and the reason why Boaz is saying all of these details is because Ruth definitely went above and beyond you know she didn't just um, follow Naomi but she al- she also left all of these things behind all of the things that she's ever known to just be with Naomi so that was a big life um, change that was a big move that was a big decision all right and so we notice here that Decision making a decision as well attracts favor. Okay, we notice even Even in the story of rebecca That rebecca had to decide to move meaning she had to decide to get out of her house She had to decide that that specific day that she would continue to She would continue to be willing to work and not you know get tired of her daily routine She would continue to go ahead and draw the water that's a decision she also decides to, to go ahead and follow the um, the servant of Abraham okay that's a decision as well it was a decision for Rebecca to leave her mother and father and her brother and the life that she had in her homeland to go and journey with this servant to become the wife of Isaac and we see here Ruth made a decision as well and that also attracted her to favor that then later made Boaz fall in love with her because of her generous heart and because of her noble character, alright? As I said before, you know, we're going to see a lot of these um, characteristic traits um, between the stories of these women. We see that these women, they indeed carry um, these characteristic traits that have indeed allowed them to be from perhaps being hidden now to being sought after, and most importantly, now being, a you know, get, becoming attract, attractive in the eyes of their beholder, becoming attractive to the one that is destined to be their future spouse, all right? Now verse, let's go ahead and um, read verse 12. Verse 12 says, May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to make to take, excuse me, to take refuge. And we see here, even the words of Boaz remind us what we just read from Proverbs 28, verse 20, when it says that um, the faithful person will be richly blessed. And we see here that Ruth was indeed faithful. She was very faithful towards Naomi. She was very faithful to uh, cling to Naomi and leave everything she's ever known just to be with her. Alright verse 13 says may i continue to find favor in your eyes my lord this is ruth speaking and she continues to say to boaz you have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant though i do not have the standing of one of your servants listen ruth recognized that there's a lot of the there's a lot of things that these women have that she does not have first of all she's a foreigner she's a moabite okay and um clearly right now she has nothing the only thing that she have again is her relationship with Naomi. And so she she takes notice in and the fact that Boaz could have, you know, spoke to any other woman in that field, but he chose to to speak to her. Okay? He chose to speak to her. And this is where I want to let you guys know, um to have pride mentality doesn't mean you need to have the best outfits, it doesn't mean you need to have the best uh, um the best figure. It doesn't mean that you need to have Your face freshly beat Um, but it means that you need to be a woman of virtue you need to be a woman who knows your worth you need to be a woman who is um, again on the move you know you're not easily moved you know you're determined you have to be determined you have to walk in confident you know Ruth perhaps didn't know at the time that's what she was doing but that's what she was doing From the very fact that she made the decision to go into the field to work there, she was actually walking in confidence. She was actually walking in a prize mentality. All right. Now let's continue to verse 14. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, come over here. Yeah, at mealtime... Boaz said to her, come over here, have some bread and dip it in the wine vinegar. When she sat down with her harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men. Let her gather among the, sh- the, sh- the sheaves and don't reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke her. Verse 17. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the... Um, barley She gathered and it, am- and it amounted to about an effa. She carried it back to town and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. Verse 19, her mother-in-law asked her, where did you glean today? Where did you work? Now, mind you, Naomi is such a smart woman because she realized that Ruth is definitely bringing so much food home. Like, <laughs> where is she receiving all this favor from? And, um in continuation Ruth says to her um, mother-in-law Ruth said to her mother-in-law um well Naomi says to Ruth sorry in verse 19 blessed be the man who took notice of you and it's so awesome here how Naomi already knew of course um it was it was indeed a man who took favor in Ruth. And the verse continues saying, Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I work with today is Boaz, she said. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead, she added. That man is our close relative. Here comes that term relative, okay? So we see here that Naomi um, realized that the man that Ruth's been working for, um, since she arrived to her homeland, to Naomi's homeland, was in fact someone she knew, Boaz. And then verse 21 says here. Verse 20, excuse me, continues to say, okay, he is one of our guardian redeemers. And then verse 21 says, and Ruth, the Moabite, said he even said to me, stay with me, work, stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. Verse 22, Naomi says to Ruth Naomi said to her daughter-in-law it will be good for you my daughter to go with the women who work for him because if someone else is filled you might be harmed so Ruth stayed close to the women of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvest were finished and she lived with her mother-in-law okay I want to um quickly just recap what we just read in chapter two I know that guys is a lot of reading but I'm pretty sure that you appreciate the fact that Um, you're starting to really realize how, (sighs) you're starting to realize how indeed having the prize mentality really opens doors of opportunities and gives you connections that you could have never imagined you would have, all right? Here, we see how one woman's life is about to change. You can say in an instant, right? It's about to change suddenly, just because she was willing to be obedient, just because she was willing to put herself out there. Not just put herself out there recklessly or without direction, but she was strategic. She was strategic in everything that she did, all right? She was engaged, again. I feel like sometimes singles um, you know, because we, we are so hung on knowing that we're not the pursuers, we do not embrace again, being positioners. We do not embrace, um, positioning ourselves somewhere to be found, positioning ourselves to attract someone of a like mind as us, someone that, um, we do notice and recognize that, you know we have so much similarities with and this is not again this is not meaning that you're trying to force things to happen but this is showing that you are alert you know you recognize that you do have an opportunity um, to 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 attract what it is that God has for you I feel like it's very important especially as believers for us to know what season that we're in and as I mentioned earlier um throughout this series right so far Many of you, you know what season you're in. Many of you, you know exactly what season you're in currently in your singlehood. There's some season of singlehood, you know that that particular season is a season for you to discover who you are, to build your relationship with God, to pursue purpose without any distractions. And some of you, you guys know that you are currently in a season of singlehood where This is the time for you to get in position if you have not done so. This is the time for you um, to walk in faith, right? And to know that indeed um, you are favored. And any moment, any day, any hour is a time for you to meet the one that the Lord has for you. And that is where I'm just bringing all of us to, is to know that it's not about forcing things to happen but it's about again partnering with God it's about again just knowing how to work with what you have and just knowing that you don't need a lot of money you don't need a lot of uh connections but you just need to be yourself and when I say by being yourself you just need to know who you are in Christ and to walk confident in that walk confidently in that and knowing that God has um you know the best for you as you're willing to do what it is that He's leading you to he has the best for you in every aspect including um a godly relationship including um his kingdom the kingdom partner that he has reserved for you all right and so that is very important for us to understand that in the season of singlehood is not just about um, reminding ourselves that we're single but the season of singlehood is about being in a state of preparation at all times right it's about pursuing purpose but at the same time it's about Making sure that hey if God decides to bring your future husband today that you will be ready that you will be in position you will be in that alignment uh to attract your um future husband you will be in alignment to attract your future spouse all right now let's go ahead and um continue to read unto chapter three and then we're gonna quickly close out the episode before we close out the episode again I'm gonna touch on Um, some more scriptures to give to you singles to really encourage you in this season and um, we're going to see again the similarities between um, Rebecca and Ruth all right so chapter 3 is titled Ruth and Boaz at the threshing floor this is a very popular theme that we always hear about um, and many people believe that well this is where You know, Boaz makes his feelings known to Ruth. And this is where Boaz wins Ruth's heart. No, guys, this is a misconception. Let's go ahead and read it. So verse one, right? It says, one day Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi said to her, my daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be well provided for. I'm going to stop right there. It's so interesting to me. Though Naomi knows how much Ruth loves her, Right, loves her and though Naomi knows that Ruth doesn't necessarily want to leave her but Naomi knows that the time has come the time has come Ruth's season of being single and being at that house has expired it is time for Ruth to enter a new season it is time for Ruth to cross over from being single to being taken from being single to to being engaged, from being single to being happily married with someone who is able to provide for her. Okay, that is so important. And so I say this to you singles, make sure you're staying in prayer to know exactly what season you're in. Make sure you're staying in prayer to know whether you are in a season to build up your relationship with God more, um, to pursue purpose, to find out who you are in him. Or if you are in a season where, you know, it is time for you to know that this is not this isn't this is not the season for you to remain single but this is the season that God is wanting you to step into to partner with a believer to partner with a man of God or a woman of God to even do bigger things for his glory right and to do life together with for his purposes now um, Naomi says to Ruth in verse 2 now Boaz with whose women you have worked is a relative and again it's so interesting she brings that up again she brings that up again it's like she wants ruth to realize you know who this person is i mean he's not just someone that you met but he's a relative of mine like of my late husband and this man ruth if you're able to you know connect yourself with this man then you will be well provided for because not only is he rich but he is a noble man he's a man of integrity he's a man of respect the whole town respects him everybody who knows him loves and respects him right and so because naomi is bringing that to ruth's attention over and over again she then proceeds to give ruth instructions and she says in verse three she says here to ruth she says wash put on perfume and get dressed in your best clothes so here we see where the outer appearance does in fact place a role okay but it's important for us to see how from chapter one and chapter two the 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 story of ruth and boaz was pretty much focused on again inner beauty it was focused on you know her inner self it was focused on her character it was focused on her um her um characteristics you know her loving nature her kind nature her generosity um her willingness to be active her willingness to be all about um you know her business all about um you know just providing for herself and providing to naomi at the time because listen again it was just the two of them they didn't have any men to provide for them they had to go ahead and be business women to provide for themselves all right and so now finally we're seeing in verse 3 that is talking about um the preparation the outer preparation Um, Naomi is telling her, you know, you better make sure you wash yourself good. You better make sure you smell fresh, okay? So Naomi knows that these things as well attracts a man. These things as well allow a man to take notice in you as well, okay? And so it's important that we take note, ladies, to know that um, we have to be well-rounded. And that is where the prize mentality comes um, to here as well. This is where we see the prize mentality here prize mentality is not just about being smart it's not just about being um, wise it's not just about um, knowing who you are knowing your value knowing your skills and making your skills work for you but it's also about you as well knowing that um, not only are you beautiful on the inside but you have to allow what's on the inside to to attract on the outside as well what's on the inside excuse me rather to reflect you know what's on the inside to be reflective on what's on the outside so that way people as well can take notice in you and that's not a bad thing you know that's not a bad thing when we are able to make sure that we practice good hygiene make sure that we we are well presented that shows that you respect yourself and that shows that that you know your value just because we know that inner beauty is so important and is what will last that doesn't mean for us to disrespect our outer appearance Because you know your value, you need to make sure that everything about you is at 100%. Everything about you is, again, you put all your effort into. Because you love and respect yourself that much. And as well, you want to glorify God in the way that you dress and the way that you behave. Because that does in fact matter in the eyes of God. Though God is the God who sees the heart. But again, whatever is in the heart, it also reflects what's on the outside and that's very important for us even as Christians, to remember let's continue after after naomi said watch put on your perfume So after Naomi tells, um, excuse me, after Naomi tells Ruth to wash, put on perfume, and get dressed, um, it continues on to say that then go down to the threshing floor. This is Naomi instructing Ruth to go to the threshing floor, and she tells Ruth, but do not let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking, ladies. I I had to pause here um, because I did in fact hear somebody say. <laughs> um, you know it was never Ruth that you know you know, brought herself to Boaz it was Boaz who again took notice of Ruth and approached Ruth clearly this is not what happened <laughs> Naomi clearly gives Ruth a strategy so Ruth already knows what to expect not only is she going to the threshing floor to meet up with Boaz to make sure that Boaz takes notice in her but she knows what to expect. She knows because she, again, you know, she already has Bo- this type of friendship with Boaz in a way. Boaz know her character. Boaz know um, what she's about in here. And now Boaz is about to be like, whoa, Ruth, you're so beautiful. Because again, she took the instruction from her mother-in-law. She's, you know, she's well-dressed. She smells fresh. She's looking good. She knows that when indeed she goes to the dressing floor, Boaz is gonna take notice in her. But she knows to be smart as well and to be obedient to listen to the strategies she's receiving from Naomi. Naomi tells her, not only for you to go to the threshing floor, but don't let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. And this is important, ladies. At times, it's not it's not enough for you to position yourself and then quickly try to, um, you know, make your presence be known. Um, timing is everything as well. You know, it's so important that, we take notice here where Naomi says, "Don't, don't, don't approach him yet, or don't let him see you yet, but let him finish." So it's important for us to understand. It's important for us to understand that we need to uh, know when someone is open as well to make conversation with us. When someone is open to make eye contact with us, some people are probably going through. Um, perhaps somebody was probably again was somewhere that you were at. Okay. And you guys both take notice and each other but maybe this person they've you know recently lost a relative maybe their parents recent you know recently died god forbid or maybe they just um, receive a bad news that they're getting laid off from work whatever the case may be okay so at times we have to be smart and wise to know you know when to position ourselves what time for us to position ourselves what day for us to position ourselves where to position ourselves all that plays key roles here and that is important for you guys to highlight as well okay and this again is verse 3 in chapter 3 now let's continue verse 4 it says when he lies down man Naomi with the strategies y'all when he lies down note the place where he is lying she says to Ruth note the place where she is lying so basically she's saying observe the place that he is lying." Make sure you know exactly where he is lying. Make sure you know the details of that place, you know. Make sure you record that in your memory, all right? Note the place where he is lying. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down. He will tell you what to do. So, ladies, you tell me. Who is doing most of the work here? Who is doing most of the the work here? You tell me now. The important... We heard those words echoed again in the mouth of um, Boaz to Ruth, you know, saying, you know, you're in the refuge of the Lord. May he bless you. Right. And so forth. And I just want to go ahead and um, just recap some things that you um, should really take notice of. And I recommend you to highlight these words. Um, Excuse me, not highlight these words, but um, notate these words. Okay. Decision, obedience, kindness, noble. Decision, obedience, kindness, noble. Highlight these words. I want you guys to understand, even when it comes to your singlehood, you ultimately have to decide and say, you know what, Um, I see myself as a wife, i see as i see myself as a mother you may not be um um these things right you may not be those roles right now but you should actively start seeing yourself as a wife as a mother as a businesswoman um, as a multimillionaire. start claiming um these blessings even now you have to decide that's who you're going to be and i believe that when you make that decision that also shows your faith and that also shows god your faith and that also moves you to act meaning moves you to take action when you begin to embrace these very things right that moves you to step out and i believe that's what moved um ruth and rebecca to step out okay so i'm gonna repeat them again decision obedience kindness and as well as noble noble meaning being kind being a person of integrity being a person of 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 worth knowing your worth knowing your value and not being not 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 willing to um sell it short to receive something that has no value you know knowing um not to settle but to weigh it out until you receive what you know that you deserve you know now going on to these scriptures that i want to go ahead and So these scriptures, I wanna go ahead and share with all of you. Um, It's Proverbs 11, verse 16. Proverbs 11, verse 16 says, a kind-hearted woman gains honor, but ruthless men um, only gain wealth. That's so important. Proverbs 11, verse 16, go ahead and highlight that in your Bible. Proverbs um, 11, verse 17 says this. It says, these who are kind benefit themselves these who are kind benefit themselves again we see the pattern of how kind Ruth was how kind Rebecca was and we see their kindness ushered them into presence of noble people presence of people who were um wealthy and even if they weren't wealthy but people who um um, had connections people who were able to take them to the next level so when you're kind when you're willing to put others before yourself that opens the door for you to receive blessings and even sometimes unexpected blessings blessings that you did not even know about that you did not even um pray about but because you were willing to be kind god was gracious enough to allow those blessings to follow you another um scripture i want you guys to notate and highlight from your bible is proverbs 12 verse 2 and it says good people obtain favor from the lord good people obtain favor from the lord who are good people those who reflect the character of christ those who are um willing to be generous those who are willing to not show favoritism but to treat everyone as they would want to be treated those are good people those who follow again the character of christ those who walk in the ways of 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 christ himself all right again that was proverbs 12 verse 2 i want you to also highlight um Proverbs 12 verse 4 and it says here a wife of noble character is her husband's crown and this is very um, important especially after we have read the story of Ruth and Boaz. Boaz know how precious it is to see a woman of noble character even Boaz know that he was rich he was wealthy even though Boaz know um excuse me not know but um even though Boaz knew that he could um, live life independently by himself he knew that excuse me one second y'all also important um when it comes to how people see you as well you know especially as a human being even if you're not a Christian it's important how people see you though again like we said we know that the greatest thing we need to um embrace is the truth of God and who God says that we are but it's also important that you know people don't see you in a negative light especially those who matter right and, and, and that is what really made Boaz attract um, Ruth. It, it, that's what made Boaz um, find Ruth more attractive, excuse me. It's not just that she was beautiful, right? But it was her noble character. She had the full package. She has the prize mentality, meaning she had the full package. She was well-rounded. She was respectful. Everything about her was at 100%, you know? that is just amazing y'all and verse 12 it says although it is true that i am a guardian redeemer of our family there is another who is more close who is most more closely related than i stay here for the night and in the morning if he wants to do his duty as your guardian redeemer good let him redeem you but if he is not willing as surely as the lord lives i will do it lie here until morning I'm gonna pause right here, okay? I'm gonna pause right here. I'm gonna really go quickly. So basically, what is gonna go down after that verse? Um, Boaz is not, you know, hiding anything from Ruth as well. Boaz, if he wanted to, he could have literally said, you know, Ruth, you know what? Um, I see that you are a woman of noble character. I'm very attractive to you. Um, I don't want um, for another man to take notice in you. I'm going to go ahead and marry you now. But he was honest and upfront with her that there's someone else that is a lot closer than him to be her guardian redeemer. Okay. And so pretty much in this language right here in this passage, um, a guardian redeemer is someone who now is, you know, you know, is the one that's next in line to marry um, this relative and to be able to as well receive the land that a past relative used to own right so this is marriage language right here so right here the way that Boaz is speaking to Ruth Boaz is like literally is again is showing Ruth that he really um want to take that step to marrying her and here we see that Ruth is indeed the one that initiate and though Ruth initiated um, you know Ruth is not the one that's going to make it all happen but it's important for us ladies to see here that Ruth is the one that approached him that initiated so that means that you can be a woman and you can see in fact who has the potential to be your spouse who has the potential to be your husband it's very important for us to see too that though God is again a word of who we marry but you have the decision to know who is more compatible for you who you would be more compatible with who you would best complement um your life with all right and ruth because of the influence that she received from naomi the advice that she received from naomi she realized that boaz indeed was someone who was more than enough to provide for her was the best person out there that she sees that she could indeed be with okay and long story short The other person that was next in line that was close in line to um, be able to marry Ruth ends up denying Ruth ends up rejecting Ruth does not want to do anything with Ruth because you know he didn't like um, that he had to also um, receive the property right or yeah receive the property that used to be for um, Ruth's late husband okay. And so he's like, nah, I don't want this. I don't want that. If you want to marry her, if you want to do this extra extra step uh, with her, go ahead and do that. I'm out. And so that's what happened. So Boaz ended up being the bigger man. He ended up saying, you know what, thank you so much because I really wanted Ruth myself. So if you went ahead and you reject this noble woman, you do not know what, you know, favor that you have just rejected. Because Ruth, she is definitely the total package. She is definitely a noble woman. She is definitely the favor that I have received from the Lord, right? And so let's quickly just skip the rest of the... um, verses in chapter three let's go straight to chapter four um because i do want to share that good news with you all what happens next which is which is what um we tend to know that happens in love stories so chapter four verse one says meanwhile boaz went up to the town gate and sat down there just as the guardian redeemer um had mentioned came along Boaz said come over here my friend and sit down so he went over and sat down um Boaz took ten of the elders of the town and said sit here and they did so. Then he said to the guardian redeemer Naomi who has come back from Moab is selling the piece of land that belonged to our relative, Amalek. I thought I should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of the the seal excuse me, seated here in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, do so. But if you will not tell me so, I will know. (laughs) And I like how uh you know, Boaz is really, um, blunt here, you know? Like, he's really just saying it like he means it. Um, and I, I believe that he, he legit was probably in his heart hoping, um, this guardian redeemer would reject it as well because I, I'm pretty sure he really wanted to, um, end up with Ruth. Okay, so let's get those remaining verses. Let's go straight down to, let's go straight down to, um, verse 8 so verse 8 says this is chapter 4 y'all I'm sorry if i'm going a little bit quick i know we've been reading for some time so i'm just going quickly here so the guardian redeemer said to boaz buy it yourself and he removed his sandal then boaz announced to the elders and all the people today you are witnesses that i have bought from naomi all the property of emile Kilion, and mehon i have also acquired ruth the moabite Mahon's window widow as my wife so we see here this is the already the wedding being done you know um and it's so beautiful how we see even in the word of god weddings um originated from the word of god okay and how the wedding is done is originated from the word of god just like how we know um what is defined as a marriage is also origin; it also originated from the word of god that's so cool to me that's so important here so here we see that boaz again is marrying Ruth right here in these verses. He even claims that Ruth is now his wife. And it continues to say, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property, so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from his hometown. Today you are witnesses. So this is a wedding that's happening right here. And then verse eleven. Then the elders and all the people at the gate said, We are witnesses. You know how in traditional wedding it says, Do you take this, you know, man to be your lawfully husband, you know, and so forth. And then, you know, the bridesmaids are there. The groomsmen are there. They're all witnessing. The parents are in the um, audience, right? in the church, they're all witnessing the friends, family members, and all that. Then um, it continues on to say, May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home, like Rachel and Leah, who together build up the family of Israel, may you have um, standing in Ephrath and Hepha... And be famous in Bethlehem to the offspring the Lord gives you by this young woman. May your family be like that of Perez, whom Timar bore to Judah. And we see this is the blessing that they're receiving. This is the um, the blessing of marriage that they are receiving from the witnesses and from the elders as they are getting married. And now they have become husband and wife. Thank you so much for your patience. Right before we go. I just want to quickly review some scriptures here to encourage you singles especially my single ladies out here but it's important for me to just go ahead and recap quickly what we've learned so pretty much as we read the entire story of Ruth and Boaz we um, recognize some similarities between um, the story of Ruth and Boaz and Rebecca and Isaac okay so we see when it comes to Ruth and Rebecca these women were again obedient. They were engaged, meaning they they knew how to adapt. They knew how to um, act. You know, they didn't just let time pass them by. They made sure that they were actively engaging in their everyday life, doing things that would better themselves. And they know, as they better themselves, that eventually they would find favor. They would find favor. They would find favor in the eyes of other people. Right, even though that was probably not necessarily um, what they were doing to begin with, it's not just to say, Okay, do this so you could attract somebody, but they were just well rounded individuals, they were just people with big hearts. Let's just be honest, Um, they were servants, Um, they love serving, they love putting people's needs before themselves. Naomi not only um, went to the grain field to begin with for herself, but you know, she knew that. You know, it was only her... (laughs) Even though Boaz knew he could live the rest of his life single, I mean he was a wealthy man, he was a popular man, everyone loved him, he was well embraced by his community, But when he took notice in Ruth, when he realized that Ruth was a woman of noble character, he knows that Ruth could add on to his life. He knows that, you know, there's something about Ruth that he cannot live without. And this is what I believe the scripture here is telling us in Proverbs 12 verse 4. It says a wife of noble character is um, her husband's crown. And so it shows here that, again, two is better than one. And it shows that, you know, you are the crown um, of your husband, of your future husband. And it shows that, too, your future husband will be a great blessing to you. He will be God-favored to you um, as well. That person is going to recognize that there's something special in you that they need, you know, for their purpose. There's something special in you that just really just makes them better simple as that just makes them better not to say to complete them as we know that we are whole in christ but there are individuals out there that make us better people make us a better version of ourselves all right and we're going to continue to look through different scriptures as well as we're about to um learn about um esther and prince ethnicities and as well as we continue to just look at the character of a proverbs 31 woman But the main thing above all is that she was a noble woman. And we see here, Ruth was a noble woman. Rebecca was a noble woman. And brings me to this conclusion for tonight. If you are a single sister, I want for you to make sure that you're praying and asking the Lord make you become a noble woman. Make you become a woman of integrity. Make you become a woman who is wise, a woman who is obedient, a woman who is willing to put other people before themselves to serve them and to reflect the character of Christ Jesus. I'm excited for you because I strongly believe that you're about to enter your next. I strongly believe that you're about to really just enter into this new season where God is going to connect you with your future spouse because something major is about to happen for the kingdom of God and I strongly believe that you have to believe that you have to connect yourself to a brother in Christ or a sister in Christ and a God-ordained relationship for you to begin to see the impact that you're about to have and many, many people's lives for the glory of God and the advancement of his kingdom. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being patient with me. I strongly believe if you go ahead and take these insights seriously and you go ahead in your spirit time and just review these notes and also just go ahead and um, reread these passages, you are well on your way to connect with your suitable partner because I strongly believe that there is anointing in this season Um, For many sisters and brothers in Christ to connect themselves together according to the will of God to be together for his purposes to advance his kingdom. And I believe that you indeed will be one of these couples that the Lord is raising up in this season to do the greater works he has destined for you all to do on the earth. Again, remember all things are possible with Christ Jesus. It was JLP. Until next time, peace out. Take care.